Hey everyone, how y'all doing today? I'm Sebastian Ricketts, and this is Where the Wild Books Are, a literary review podcast. Boy, am I excited to just get back into book reviewing while we all try and make our lives seem a little more normal while dealing with this pandemic. I hope everyone is safe out there, and my thoughts and prayers go out to you all affected by this virus today. Today, I will be discussing a deep and perplexing novel by acclaimed author Margaret Atwood. Otherwise known as A Handmaid's Tale, this dystopian novel has swept bookstores and had its hand in movements and protests across the United States. My initial thoughts as I read the book, however, were that it was not as fantastic a novel as I'd heard. I found myself waiting and waiting for something to finally happen, and not until the very end did I find myself get much of anything. What I felt as I was reading was a sense of Margaret Atwood chuntering and droning on and on about very similar topics. For me, it felt as if at times the novel had little to no direction, and it struggled to move on from points that it had already made in previous chapters. These, however, are just my general view of the book. Coming up in this podcast, we will discuss dystopian elements social issues that this book discussed, even bring in a rhetorical situation that provides a good analysis of what the book seems to have itself point towards. And we'll have also reviews from other individuals so that you as listeners will be able to develop your own feelings and perceptions towards the book so that you may make your own judgment and determine if this book is the right book for you. While reading this book, I was able to pick up on a few separate dystopian elements. I however focused them down a few listeners to provide as clear an explanation and analysis as possible. I was able to isolate and find that our protagonist, Alfred, faced a society controlled by religion. I found this dystopian control was exemplified in the emphasis upon religion, with it being a dominant Judeo-Protestant control, with emphasis put on following religious texts to the T. Our dystopian protagonist often felt trapped, and this helped the audience see the aspects of the dystopian world through her perspective. I'd also like to introduce a quote here from the book, although not stated by our protagonist, but by her commander, Fred Waterford. It states, Better never means better for everyone. It means worse for some. This speaks to me because it shows how everyone in this tense political and controlled atmosphere sees the ramifications that have become of their society from the life that they used to have Also, what stands about this novel is how even without having to watch any films or motion pictures about this book, you are given a sense of feeling as if being trapped in a grayscale world, so that every time there is even a hint of color, it seems to pop from the pages. Other interesting parts of this book would be that what has happened to the United States is almost unimaginable, which can best be seen through the Asian tourists that came to visit the broken states. This allows the reader to see a contrast of cultures and the new negative views the people of the United States have towards the way the tourists dressed and acted. I also feel that the author was trying to push across and point out many underlying social issues. The social issue that Margaret Atwood is trying to reach out and discuss is how a dominant male society would act and treat women and show a progression about how women must stand up to defend themselves or else once again be stripped of their rights. 
This is a heavy message. However, I feel that Atwood is able to successfully execute and demonstrate her message clearly to her audience. Moving on from analyzing the text, I've written a rhetorical situation that I feel exemplifies how Margaret Atwood has tried to demonstrate her social issue. Within the text, there are a couple examples of rhetorical situation, one such being with our protagonist and the need for skin moisturizer. This is one such hurdle Offred had when attempting to feel like she did before the societal shift. Instead of having to hide butter to use on her skin, one thing she wanted for the longest time was skin moisturizer. This is a hurdle for her because of how her or any women in general were not being allowed to obtain any sort of beauty product because it was against what they were told to follow. The audience that Offred had to reach out to obtain this black market product was her master, Fred. Through reaching out and through much discourse, he was the only individual that would be able to hear her plea and possibly change her situation for her. The purpose of the author to write about it in this way was to demonstrate the dehumanization that the women have faced in the society, where they must go to the men to have any chance of obtaining any sort of commodity that they at one time may have had in plethora, and to speak to women now and show them that they do not need a man to do what they wish. The importance I feel in sharing this message is to empower women and show them that them as people today do not require a man and are fully capable to do whatever they want whenever they want. The author most likely wants to connect this to how even today there is unfairness between men and women, and she hopes to speak to her readers that change is always needed to ensure a bright and fair future. I found that while reading this text that it would most definitely speak to women's rights groups and groups that support equality for all because I feel like they would have a strong connection to this book and likely use it as a support for their argument. I'll try and wrap this podcast up because I know how all my listeners out there love our podcast for its thorough analysis in under 10 minutes. Next we will hear from another individual who has also reviewed this book. Marlene, an individual who has read this book of literature multiple times, has reviewed this book on Amazon. I feel it is important for me to bring in her perspective, because while I may not have enjoyed this book so much, this book has grown on her. She states, I've just added this title to my list of extra special books. It is without a doubt a fabulous work of fiction, superbly written, and with an unforgettable storyline. Rereading the book now, given the political climate we now find ourselves living with, The story feels less speculative. It doesn't take a huge stretch of the imagination anymore to visualize a scenario as we encounter in this book. End quote. This quote helps you as listeners of this podcast to get an additional insight from someone else who views this book differently from me, just to show you what others have thought of this book as well. Personally, I wouldn't list this book as being in my favorites. Although well-written, I felt as an individual that it struggled to keep my interest in the story as it continued to reiterate the same pieces of text repeatedly, and as a whole, I don't think I enjoyed the text very much from a personal standpoint. However, many, many people have enjoyed this piece of text, and thus I feel, while I may be reviewing it from one viewpoint, anyone listening to this podcast right now should go out and read and listen to other reviews to where they can make their own judgment on whether or not the book would be for them. Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed this segment of Where the Wild Books Are. 
a literary review podcast hosted by me, Sebastian Ricketts. I hope you join us next week as I look to review the book behind the acclaimed Broadway musical Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton by Ron Chernow is certainly a book that many people have become interested in after watching the play, and it looks to be an excellent read for the dedicated history readers among you. Hope to see you all next week.